Okay. So, um, welcome to uh, Georgia State Government. Uh, I am Andrew Watson. I am your host. And I just want to give a brief description of what this podcast is all about. So, in this podcast, um, we will mostly be discussing... Um, sorry, I had to rearrange my mic. We're going to be discussing the importance of the Georgia State Government and what's going on right now, today, in Georgia State Government. And just some of the things that are happening now... I'm just going to go ahead and get straight into it. One of the first things that has happened recently is Governor Brian Kemp, much like the president, has given a um, state of the state address. It's kind of a hard thing to say because it's like state of the state. It's a little bit of a – you can kind of mess that up every once in a while, but I just found that a little bit interesting. But I'm just going to kind of tell you what the main discussions have been. Well, he of course, he lists a bunch of facts, and all of them are true. And by the way, I do encourage you – to actually check out the um, state of the state address. So he discussed the unemployment rate, which is now at a low, has dropped, is or sorry, wait, the unemployment rate is now at 3.3%, which is really great. Uh, he's also talked about how we are the number one state for business, and I think we can really see that just around us right now. I mean, you see all these uh, film pr- pr- uh, production companies are moving. Tyler Perry recently opened his uh, own um, st- production studio uh, close to, uh, the, I think, Kennesaw, I think, is where it's close to. I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, business, I mean, you can just tell business. I mean, I see places that open up near my house and near my area and location all the time. We've got, like, a Waffle House now. We've got a this place called, a I think it's a Guthrie's, like a Zaxby's chicken place. We have that. I mean, and there's even, like, private businesses. We have this one lot. Uh, near where I live, that has just been empty for a couple of years. But businesses have been, yeah, some of them have closed down and stuff, but a lot of them have, you know, slowly come back into the, um, have just moved in and out. And you've got a lot of interesting businesses there. Uh, we have like toy stores, we have all these things. And it's, it's, it, I mean, it's just due to like people being more trusted in the economy. You know, people can, under, I mean, this is just throughout Republican leadership in all states and in the federal government right now. I mean, you can just look at red states and just see that they have a better economy and are doing better off than their Democratic counterpart states. I mean, it's just obvious. And you can see, I mean, I again, I'm going to encourage you because I'm not here to just give you, you know, the complete news. I want you, the the people of Georgia, like me, to actually look into these subjects and you know, research it yourself because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm mostly conservative, so I want you to get, get a, kind of an unbiased opinion too by looking on the web. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, he's also added, and this is again another part of business. He's added 64,000 private sector jobs. That is a humongous increase in jobs. And I mean, I recently got myself a job at Chick-fil-A. Now Chick-fil-A has been around for a while now, so I can't really. You know, I can't let him have credit for that. You know, I did that. But, I mean, he's just created so much more jobs. And, again, that's because people are just more trusting in the economy now with a Republican running it. You know, conservative. Because they know, well, you know, like, right, I'm, I don't mean to go in the federal government, but you kind of have to when you're talking about state government. But, like, with Bernie Sanders right now, you know, if he was to become president of the United States, I can assure you the economy would probably crumble. Not because of his interference. It would just be people lack – they understand socialism. Okay, socialism – just it frightens you know capitalists and businessmen and private owners because they realize that they're going to be heavily taxed and they're going to lose their money and they're going to lose their business and that's just enough because they people just get un they just don't trust socialism and they just don't trust these democratic policies but they do trust republican policies and they know that it is benefiting them 
and it has been for years, and it's obviously benefiting them right now in Georgia. Uh, he has talked about... Oh, sorry, wait. Uh, he also talked about a little bit about his own self, kind of, again, like wrapping in with the uh, past... Uh, about um private about the private sector and business because you know Brian Kemp was a businessman before he became governor then he could control the voting system which we will go into that later because we have I have a really interesting story on Stacey Abrams she just is like the Hillary Clinton of politics right now or Georgia state politics uh, but he talked about his past which was kind of interesting because I don't think a lot of people really know the the big background of Brian Kemp and he kind of talked about how he had he was in construction for a long time he understands the private sector really well and this is what I think a lot of people like about Brian Kemp is they understand that he knows a lot about business and he knows a lot about the private sector because he's worked in the private sector my dad is a construction worker he has worked and he's still he, he, he he's worked in construction and flooring so you know I I learn I know a lot about that in my own common life so that's something that a lot of people and you know the construction industry in Georgia and you know, building and housing, I mean, it's it is, it's growing at a rapid pace. Like you can just look around you. I have like four, three or four neighborhoods just building, like growing right around me. You know, the construction uh, business in Georgia is increasing because we're getting so many people out of state coming into Georgia right now because people realize how great Georgia is doing. I mean, we like I said before, number one state for businesses. It is. I mean, why would you not want to move to Georgia? I mean, seriously. You're going to, I mean, you probably, I mean, you have, you will have the best time economically in Georgia. Uh, he also discussed, which I think is very important, uh, the importance of education. So the main, now he did talk, uh, he actually gave some rewards out to uh, Samantha Fury of Newton County. Uh, she is the S superintendent of the year. And then he also gave an award, uh, he also, uh, I guess, I don't know how you say shouted out, but said uh, gave Tracy Penley of Atlanta Public Schools Georgia Teacher of the Year. So that was, that was some really great stuff. Not really. I'm trying to kind of compare it to the um, Trump State of the, you know, State of the uh, State of the Union address. But you know, he actually gave like he brought a military officer back home. He did. <laughs> that is obviously bigger than this, you know. Um, but one of the main things he talked about when he was talking about discussing the importance of education is um, he talked about the teacher pay raise, which is very important. My family has been in teaching for a long time, and I know a lot of people who, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, or if you're maybe someone who knows teachers, you probably understand, who has a teacher in your family, you probably understand this. Teachers, you know, teachers get a fairly good pay. You know, I know, um, from what I've researched, uh, an average public school teacher can make up to 43000 74000 a year. That's good. You can make a living off of that, but, you know, it's a living where, you know, you wouldn't want to have this many kids because if, if you're like a teacher and you're single, you, this would work out for you perfectly fine. But if you're a teacher with a big family and you're the only supporter of that family, that is, a that is I mean, it's a living, but it's a hard living. You know, you'll be living a middle class life, but you'll be, you know, you'll be on that limit. You have to have somebody else working with you. Uh, thankfully, you know, my family's been blessed. Like my grandmother, she was a teacher, but you know, she was a teacher when the pay was, you know, pay was, I guess, better in the time it was. And I have an aunt who's actually going back into teaching and, um, you know, this is really going to help her out with a teacher pay raise. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really hurt the economy at all. And it's just kind of one of those things like, why not have it? Nobody really has opposed, I mean, Democrats haven't opposed this. 
Um, I think everyone is really for this. Nathan Deal, one of the, I don't know, just an insider point, uh, you know, it really shows how, like, state government, federal government is different. Because, you know, federal government, you see Democrats and Republicans hating each other. But here it's kind of just chill, like, you know, besides Stacey Abrams. You see, like, I mean, um, Republican Governor uh, Governor Brian Kemp and Democrat uh, Nathan Deal. I mean, he, they're, they're, I mean, he just, you know, he talks about how he not his hat when he sees him you know they're just they're not i don't know if they're friends or not i'm not gonna go into their personal lives but you know you can kind of just see that they get along and there's something that they can agree on like an, a better education and better pay rates for teachers that's something that i think everyone can just agree on and he really i mean he didn't just like bump up a little bit you know he increased the pay by three thousand dollars equal to 8.8 percent of the base salary that is insane. That is really great. Now, I don't actually know when this is going to be enacted. I don't know if it has been or had not. I haven't been able to get a lot of information on that, which I'm going to leave back to my what I was saying. Um, it's, you know, people need to, we need, uh, the reason I started this podcast is I feel like people should have more information out there. You know, because you look on Google and you Google and you're like trying to find Georgia, what's happening in Georgia government. And you get really just uh, not great information. You have to really dig. You shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to get that information really quickly. But that's because, the you know, websites and stuff know people don't, aren't really as concerned with their state government as they are with the federal government. That's on a side note. So, you know, I'm, this is a great thing. I'm glad Brian Kemp is doing this, increasing the teacher pay raise. And right now, I f- believe... Um, teachers get before this point. Um, teachers actually were getting paid. Um, let me see if I can find it. Sorry. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh wait, that's a different thing. Okay, right, but well, teachers were getting. We weren't getting paid least, and like we were getting the average pay. What well, now? Teachers are getting paid the most in Georgia, which honestly should help Georgia education because if a teacher is living is, is working in a place where maybe she's not getting paid as much and she looks to Georgia and maybe she's like a really good teacher, this could really bring some really nice, really good teachers and some of the best educators in the in the in the nation to Georgia and we could get some of the best education. It's a really good strategy on that side and um, I think it's really going to work out for um, our education system. Now, I'm homeschooled, so this doesn't actually affect me that much. So, you know, it's surprising that I'm raving on about this, even though it really doesn't affect me, because my teacher's my mom, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter for me. Okay, now, another part of what he was talking about education-wise was um, he is going to... So, I'm just reading this quote. Brian Kemp... Uh, this is from, by the way, um, I think it's Channel 2 Action News. Yeah, <laughs> we all know... Ch- I mean, it's it's funny saying Channel 2 Action News, but they are a reliable source when it comes to this. Um, Brian Kemp announces legislation to cut back on number of tests children have to take. For me, this is awesome. This is awesome because that means I get to take less tests. Even though I'm homeschooled, I do go to a private school, so that does kind of cut that. Or actually, I don't think it affects me at all, really. But maybe I can you know, persuade that I don't have to take as many. Um, but... This is great for, because, you know, it does seem unnecessary. Like, I remember being in public school. I remember there would be so many tests. Like, you take a test after a test. After, every single week, you probably have, like, two or four or five tests that would be, like, the majority of your grade. And that, it's just ridiculous. It's insane. It's like, why? You know, but the good thing, and, you know, some people are, like, against this. Like, oh, well, the tests show how great your kid's doing. But your test doesn't, your kid doesn't need, like, seven or eight tests a week. You know, he... I think it's fine to have like a test, like a quiz. Like if you go to a call, if you're in a college class, most of the time you'll have a couple pop quizzes. Now those don't take a majority grade, but then you'll have your big midterm, and that will take a bigger 
big part of your grade. And that will really show how much you've learned. You know, pop quizzes are kind of there to just make sure you are actually processing this information. And that's kind of what I think the public school system should be set up as. Here's a couple pop quizzes. doesn't really take up much of your grade. But then here's a big midterm. And that midterm, you know, it kind of makes sense for that to take up a majority of your grade. But in right now in the public school system, there's just way too many quizzes and tests. And it's just insane. Um, so this will remove unnecessary testing. Uh, it will add more teaching time, which I think is very important. So, you know, instead of your kids getting like, a little bit of teaching time, you know, a couple classes where they get some teaching and then it's just test, test, test. You know, they'll be learning more. They'll be consuming more information. And then you can really see if they've if they've consumed and then I'll actually prepare them more, I feel like. Uh, when it comes to a test, they'll be like, I've learned so much. My teacher is just, they'll give your teacher more time to elaborate and really get into the detail instead of worrying about the next test that comes up in a couple weeks. You know, just really concentrate on the material. Uh, there's an um, the main educator spokesperson, uh, Joe Fleming, uh, said, quote this, uh, teachers have wanted this for a long time. So, you know, he knows. I mean, he is the head on this topic. You know, he is the educator spokesperson. So he really understands what he's talking about. And you can actually find this video. I would just Google it. So I would just Google um, educator spokesperson Joe Fleming. If you just go to news, probably be the first thing that pops up will be um, Governor Brian Kemp's um, legislation and you just click on that and it'll have that in there and you can watch that uh two and and here's here's how ridiculous this really is how much more tests kids in georgia have to take compared to other states so in georgia georgia test okay or i don't really have two okay i'll just say it like this here's the quote two times as much testing required by federal government so georgia is taking two times as much testing required by the federal government why just like why it's not necessary it's been you can research yourself it's not necessary this is not necessary testing this is way too much actually yeah i mean our now georgia has you know we do i don't really know the percentages on education compared but it's not a large majority like we are not like uh, like georgia do these two times as much testing is not exponentially like the most the smartest state in you know the nation I, that's not true you know, if anything, this is probably just, I don't really know why this has happened. I bet it's just a buildup over the years. So, you know, I do, I think you should, people should research that. I haven't researched that. So this is another thing. It's like, hey, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. And then I want you, the people listening, to actually research this yourself, too. So this gives you something to do with your afternoon if you're not doing anything. Okay, now one of the big things that's happening right now in southwest Georgia. I live in north Georgia, so this doesn't really affect me. But I think everyone knows. Um if you don't know, Greg Kurt, um, holder of the South of one of the senators in Georgia, uh, re died recently. So there has been a vacancy for his office. Because if you know, uh, senators just like the federal government uh, in the state live. They can either you know they can either live out their entire term, which means they will serve that term for the senator till they die, or they can of course retire sometime during their you know time as senator. But you know he lived through. The senatorship through his entire life, the majority of his life, which I think is a very, um, that's that's just a very, um, I think this is just a very cool thing that senators, that you can have a senator that will pretty much be your senator for almost your entire life. That's just a really interesting thing, and you know it's sad, but it's 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 kind of gratifying and kind of, um, it, you you kind of feel some gratefulness that this man was able to pretty much dedicate his life to this office of the Senate.
and I think people were actually fairly um, appreciative and actually liked him a lot. Now, we have three main um, runners right now. May Egler, Democrat, and we have Jim Quinn, Republican, and we have Cardin Summers, Republican. Now, this just shows you how unpopular the Democratic Party is right now, especially in Georgia. Mary Egler, I mean, if you look at her picture, her picture looks like she just, she got like a mugshot. It's it's ridiculous, but she is a Democrat, but she only got like 15% of the vote, 15%. And then Jim Quinn got it 42%. He's a Republican. But, and this is probably, I mean, this is really close. Karin Summer got 43% of the vote. So that's only a 1%. Increase so now it's really just between Jim Quinn and Cardin Summers, who um, coming up on May 3rd will be another runoff election where between these two men mostly, and they will be you know that will kind of be the final who will be the center, you know, who will win, you know, battle royale. Like, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what will happen. Uh, and I mean, this is something I don't think a lot of people have been too interested in. I mean, I think every once in a while you'll see a sign on the road. They'll say, like, oh, Cardin Summers for Senate or Jim Quinn for Senate. But it, this just kind of shows how a lot of people in Georgia are just not in tune to what is happening in their state politics right now. And I think this – and I think, you know, with this podcast, my goal is to spread this so people will really pay attention. Because your, your state officials, you know, the people you elect really do matter. Like, for instance, I was looking at these videos. Like, Governor Brian Kemp's – state of the state address only got like 16 views it got 16 likes in one dislike i think only like a thousand views and that's just kind of sad you would think something like that would be so much more important i mean this is the governor of georgia telling you how your state is doing i mean what if he had come up there and was like the state is literally crumbling right now we have no idea what's going on people would have no idea they would have no be like, but then they wonder what's happening, what's happening. Well, if you had looked at this, you would have seen. But you know that would not happen underneath Brian Kemp because Brian Kemp has been doing an amazing job. So moving on from that, let me get to the best part right now. So Stacey Abrams, oh, okay, she's pretty much the Hillary Clinton of Georgia state politics right now. Okay, Hillary Clinton loses election to Donald Trump. What happens? She gets angry. Uh, she cries about it, and she says, uh, abuse of the vote, uh, voter suppression, uh, she, he's a sexist, hates women, and that's all the Democratic Party right now. That's pretty much Stacey Abrams. She's like, oh, I lost the governorship. Well, uh, I'm just going to call out voter suppression. Uh, I'm just going to go have an investigation, which got her nothing. It was, I mean, it was proved. No, Governor Brian Kemp did not interfere. No one interfered in the elections. He won fair and square. But she can't accept it. She can't accept it. And still today, and this is just like Hillary Clinton, still today they're they're acting like Democrats are just saying, like if Democrats have been saying about um, Brian Kemp, not really the governor, really it should be Stacey Abrams, which makes no sense. And that's the same that they're doing in the White House right now with Hillary Clinton saying Trump is not really the president. Um, so she has, quote her, this is from, um, I think it's uh, one of these liberal news Oh God, I, don't, I forgot the name. Uh, but if you look up, if you look up Stacey Abrams, and you go to news, it'd be like the third thing to pop up. So she said this about she started. I guess she's been doing these speeches and stuff. Um, but she said that she's the article says this overwhelm the system to thwart voter suppression. Stacey Abrams con- counsels blacks. So she's I guess talking to a bunch of African Americans. 
I mean, she's literally trying to be Obama and Hillary Clinton at the same time. She's just one of those people who's like, vote for me because I'm African-American, not my policies. I mean, her whole run for governor was just dumb. I mean, she's like, a blue wave over Georgia. Georgia was doing fine, even under Nathan Deal. You know, Nathan Deal was the one who started getting, I mean, Brian Kemp has been supporting that, but Nathan Deal was the one who got some of these, you know, actual you know, like, businesses and stuff, and, like, the, like, film production companies, and she's like, oh, we're gonna change everything. Nobody's gonna vote for you because of that. And, of course, now she's doing the whole thing that the reason people didn't vote for her is because there's a bunch of white, racist Southerners, and it's, it is just crap. It is just crap. It is, it is completely unfactual. It is just a cry, cry, cry. Everyone feels sorry for me. I'm Stacey Abrams. I want attention. Oh, my, you can run next year if you want to, but I can assure you, you're probably not gonna win. I mean, her entire vote, the entire amount of people who voted for her was a completely bipartisan vote. It was only Democrats that voted for her. Only Democrats. No one in their right mind who is not... I mean, these are dedicated people to the Democratic Party who don't even care what Stacey Abrams is saying. I mean, she's literally... I mean, she's like... I, I don't really know much of her policies. Or I, I do know most of her policies, but she's been talking about socialism. and She's just like every stereotypical Democrat talking about equality, free health care, blah, blah, blah. Just stuff that... It's a dream. Like, this is not reality. Democrats' ideals are not in reality, and that's literally what she's saying. And then her whole idea of voter suppression, you have no proof at all. She says, oh, well, African Americans, when they, when they vote, you know, they, they, they make sure that, that their vote is less than a white man's vote. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's no factual proof of that. She's literally just saying stuff. Because she is so sad that she lost the vote. And I'm like, well, sorry, tough luck. You lost the vote. But, you know, life's unfair. So, you know, every once in a while you're going to lose. And it's just on and on and on. And I just, I don't know when she'll stop. But, you know, it will give us some entertainment for now just to see her act stupid. And I, I do appreciate when people go out of their way to act stupid on television. Oh, I mean, it's just insanity. But I hope that um, African-American voters are smart enough to realize that this woman is not for her. She doesn't care about your skin color. Even though she is African-American, she does not care. Uh, all she cares about is her vote, and she's not going to help you out at all. She doesn't care. Because under Brian Kemp, African-Americans, just similar to Donald Trump, have been doing better than they have in decades and years. So that's all I have to talk about for this episode. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. God bless you. And, um, you know, please pay attention. This podcast is here for you. Please subscribe. Please like this. And just, you know, just continue to watch and and continue to research about what is happening in your state government. Good night.